Hello everyone and welcome to episode 5, I hope I got that right, 5 of Facebook Project. We're back, the NFL has started, the NHL is just around the corner and everything is starting to roll back into the season. First, I want to introduce the man himself, Abel Simon. How's it going, Abel? Hey, I'm doing great. Happy to be here as always. And then next, Carter Lanachuk. Hello, how are you? How's it going, Carter? And of course, always last, Zach Herzik. How's it going? Okay, guys, we're just going to jump right into NHL. Not There's just a bit of controversy happening out in uh, Vegas with Nate Schmidt. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but he suspended 20 games. He had a drug test, and he tested positive for it. What drug was it? I don't know. Just some... <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Uh, any, any first thoughts, considering he's getting 20 games for his first offense? That, that's fair. what I was wondering. When I heard 20, I was wondering, what's the... Uh... Like I'm obviously I'm not a hockey guy. What's the policy with their drug rules? Like, how do the suspensions work? You know, it's fu- it's funny with hockey because it seems like very rarely does a player get caught with drugs in hockey. Maybe once a season yeah. it'll happen. That's not, true. So it, not often at all. Yeah. So it's a rare occasion where the where the league has to come up with how many games they want. Yeah, that's that's interesting actually. I mean, you never really hear about. Any kind of performing performance enhancing drugs or anything in NHL especially, right? With like base but, with baseball, nah, baseball. It's oh yeah, baseball. It's it's a lot more off. common. So then the league, I think the league, it's like the first offense, it's half the season. Second offense is the full season, and then after that, it's a lifetime suspension. Uh, yeah, that's pretty fair. So well, then why did he? Think, why did he only get twenty games? Well, you think only? You think he should get that's, more? That's pretty hefty. 20 games, it's almost the quarter of the season. Yeah, but I mean, if you're saying, if like what you said before about how they're, like, first offense is half the season, I thought. Well, that's for that's for MLB. That's oh, for MLB. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's pretty fair then. I mean, I mean, the yeah. question is, I think, the, I think the, the test came out and it was like, it was equivalent to, like, a grain of salt in a, an Olympic-sized swimming pool. Jeez. Oh, well. Okay, yeah, but then again, like, yeah, like, we really don't know what this is. Like, for all we know, it could just be, like, some vitamins he took or something that, like, they were, like, like, helped him recover, and they call them performance enhancing or whatever, when it's really just, like, things you take on the daily, like, nothing, nothing like that. But he probably just packed a bowl with his boys during the offseason. Yeah, that too. (laughs) And then, but, Um, like... Some some people might think twenty games is quite a bit for a first offense, especially them not even saying what substances or just saying performance enhance performance enhancing substances. But it could be just NHL's way of making a statement. Exactly, that's true. And saying like you know we don't we don't want this in the yeah no like, you know no you don't want a, for... a super lax yeah yeah no one for people to do it right I guess so yeah. Now a lot of people like they, a lot of people are jumping on uh, Nate Schmidt's side, you know, considering how much of how like how they compared it to a grain of salt in an Olympic swimming pool. But yeah. the que- able the question like is a banned substance a banned substance regardless? 
Uh, 100%. In my opinion, I think, like, it doesn't matter how much you took. It's it's letter of the law, you know, in the sport. If, if you can't have any PEDs in you, I don't care if, you know, I don't care if, like, half of his body substance was a drug, you know, or, like, it doesn't matter. It's a, a drug's a drug. You got to go by the rules in that scenario. It's unfortunate for how little it is, but in my opinion, you got to stick with the rules. You know, there aren't, there isn't any room for some leeway, you know? I mean, in my opinion, though, like, so, like, the the ban of 20 games or suspension of 20 games or whatever, I mean, like, that should have came into consideration with how much was in his system, in my opinion. Like, like the amount, for the amount that was found in him, I think it should have been a lot less. Like, yeah, I mean, it's like, like, 20 games is quite a bit, but, like, for just, like, a little tiny grain or whatever of it in his system, I think it should have been lowered a little bit. And then just kind of, like, if, like, the more they find, the more they found or whatever should, like, go up in games, not 20, 20 games for just that. I think, you know, they'd have to – I think this gives them an opportunity to look at these rules because it, it's – Schmidt has a – like, it's a delicate situation because of the fact that, su- like, such little was found on the test. Because, like, I – as we were, like, talking right now, I've been looking on, like, the NHL.com website and just looking at some of these rules. And it says, yeah, the first test is 20 games, the second is 60 games, and the third one's a permanent suspension. It doesn't, like, the fact that it doesn't say anything about, like, having, you know, X amount in your system, it means that they, yeah, they're yeah. in a position because of the way the rules are written that they can't, you know, they can't give him like, a lighter suspension or something like that. Because, no, yeah, yeah, I get that. I yeah, get for that. sure. But, yeah. Yeah, I think the rules, it gives them a good opportunity to kind of make a change to the rules. Yeah, it's definitely tough when, I mean, the, I mean, there's always two sides to the story, but it's definitely tough when a banned substance is a banned substance, so. Yeah, exactly. So, like I, I know they do like they do the drug testing and all the physical stuff at the start of the year. Do they not have that throughout the year as well? Like what's what's to prevent people from taking banned substances during the year? Is there anything that prevents well, them? Well drug test. Yeah, yeah but no, I meant like yeah, but how often do they do those after once it starts? Uh they like once once I the think it's like... starts. Like, each player can have, like, what is it, a maximum of two tests during the season that, like, without notice. Oh. Yeah, so the league the league can go to a player twice a year out of nowhere and be like, yeah, you're getting tested right now. Okay, yeah. I see. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough for these NHL players. But uh, transitioning over still to the NHL, but a little more NFL, Jalen Ramsey – if you gave him six months, is he cracking an NHL roster? No, not a bullshit. chance. Not a chance. That's not even disgrace. six months. Yeah, like, I mean, no. if I'm if I'm in the NHL, I'm taking that to offense. Like, I mean, you could easily go from NHL and like learn how to play football in six months, than, like going NFL to like NHL. Like, I mean, like if if I'm in the NHL, I'm making like jokes about that right then i'm saying like 
like challenging Jalen Ramsey to put his money where his mouth is kind of thing and like take him on for that. It's it's stupid. It's I love I love how confident he is and I think as a professional athlete you need to be the most confident person. But you know, he all he did with those comments was piss people off. It's like I understand the comments he's making about players within his own league, you know, saying like, oh, Matt Ryan's garbage, you know, Gronk isn't that good. But, you know, he has no yeah. business talking about hockey at this, like, no business whatsoever. Yeah, no kidding. I, I, I got this to say. The... the, like, the mechanics for skating and hockey is completely different than, like, running on a football field. Like, sure, okay, yeah, you, you know, football <laughs> players are, have, like, this, like, a really fast sprint speed, but, like, to skate and have that good edge work uh, on the ice and to play that high in, of, like, a high year, level of... years of practice. Years. Yeah. You can't just go in six months and work on... Exactly. Even if you're going every day for hours and hours, you still won't have that edge control that all those pros have, and then you're mixing in puck handling skills and, and eye coordination with that and constantly swiveling your head if you're getting hit or not. I don't know. I think it's, it's not even like, I don't, it's not possible. No matter how good of an athlete you are, I don't, I don't think you can do it. It makes yeah. no sense. I mean, at the end of the day, you, you can train all you want, but are you really going to learn those instincts? You know, the instincts you get from playing the game your whole life. Like, it's no. yeah. There's no question. There's no way he'd be in the league within six months. It's it's just him talking shit because he can. Exactly. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think I think it would be pretty comical to see to actually let him train for six months just to see where he would end up. It would be kind of funny to see exactly if he you know. T- I mean, he's a he's a cornerback in the NFL. I, I swear, cornerbacks have the biggest mouth out of any other position in sports. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd say so. Sure. But, yeah, it would be funny to see. if They should, you know what, an NHL team should let him, you know, dress up for, like, one of their practice and just put him through the ringer, see what happens. Oh, yeah. If we want a gauntlet <laughs> or something. He'd probably complain because he'd want, like, a personal trainer first and be like, hey, I, I need to work on the basics first before going to practice. He didn't really say. He just said give him six months. So he didn't say how. Yeah, yeah there's no way he's even going to bother trying. It's it's just him running his mouth. That's all. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So along with NFL, we are one game into the NFL season. It's week one. We're happy football's back, but there's just one thing missing, and that's Le'Veon Bell. Oh, oh my. yeah. I even have him my fantasy team. <laughs> okay, can we go over that? Carter was on the first pick in the fantasy league, and he and he wasn't even in like the draft at the time. Did did I actually have first pick, or did I have yeah. last of the first round? I had the first, first. overall pick. Well, yeah. And in all fairness, you guys were saying if we were going to do it the next day, and no, we I, were. I, we talked I, about I, it for about thirty minutes that how we were going to do it today. Oh, but you didn't bother well, clearly to read any of it because. Well, I was I was kind of busy at the time. I was I was eating supper. So, what'd you have for supper that day? Oh, I don't know. 
That was what a week ago. <laughs> hey, well, I'm, you know, know. if you're if you're gonna have the uh, cover up story, you got to cover all the bases, buddy. Well, I don't I don't remember what I had a week ago for supper or lunch, whatever time it was. I can't remember if it was at lunch or supper. Fair enough. Just either way, leg. I know. I know. I either way, I I think I got my second pick right after that. I can't even remember who I got. I don't remember. Okay, but back on the Le'Veon Bell note, I mean, like, what are you guys' thoughts on, like, just, like, the stuff his O-lineman and teammates have been saying about, like, like him and the option to, like, not play and, like, just, like, wanting a different contract? I think they, they are 100% right, uh, especially what Foster said. Foster said himself, he's like, this guy makes seven times what I make. He makes like twice as much as our highest paid O lineman does. I think that's ridiculous. The fact that he's leaving his teammates out to dry, it's it makes no sense. You know to what? Me. And uh, I have to disagree with you there. I mean, like you say, like the thing about leaving his teammates out to dry, but really his teammates are leaving him out to dry as well. Like, I mean, they're like like he's wanting a, like a to be paid more, which I think is. Deserved. I mean, after what he's like, the numbers he's put up and everything he's showed, he he definitely deserves to be paid like the best back in the league. And like not getting the support of his teammates is kind of a huge thing as well. Like for his teammates to just kind of like sit there and like like tell him like that he's being like like a baby or whatever, like basically, and just like saying how like he should just like stick with his contract and stop hanging them out to dry, but, like, really, they're the ones, they're the ones who are hanging them out to dry and not being real teammates right there. But not- here, here's my thing with that. It's you, it's, it's one thing for him to want more money. I think he totally deserves the money. He deserves to get paid, you know, like a superstar. But, I mean, if I'm, if I'm a player on the Steelers and my best player decides that he's not going to show up without informing his te- like me as a teammate, especially as an O-lineman, I'd have an issue with that too. You know, it's the, you have the whole off-season to deal with this whole situation. If you... If you okay, but, but that's, not, that's not just hear his me out. fault. Hear that's me out here for like... a second. It's if, if he knows that... Like, if, if him and the front office are so far apart on a contract... Obviously, you know that you're not going to – like, you know if you guys are far apart. So don't you think, you know, have the decency to at least say something to your teammates? Like, look, I'm like, this isn't going good. I'm not showing up. Instead of just, you know, they're coming to practice and finding out you're not here and you're not even playing in week one. Well, yeah, like, like they do some, like, type of knowledge about what's going on too. But, like, I mean, just for them to, like – tweet and say the stuff they did or whatever about him is kind of like like it's it's pretty bad in my opinion like you can't just say stuff like that about your teammate it's not like he did anything like said anything wrong about them he just wants to be paid more and I think that's like rightfully deserved I mean he deserves to be paid like the best back in the league and like the Steelers being so like terrible that they are with that like I mean he for sure deserves to be paid a lot more than he is, and I don't understand how that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I, I, have to, I have to jump on Abel's side here and say I I like how the O line is uh, like 
making him responsible. Like he, they're you know making them accountable for what he's doing. I mean, regardless of who you are in the league, everyone needs to be accounted for. So, but with Abel, what he said, the his contract, he had to he has to forfeit his his game his game check for a week one, and it's a pretty hefty check. It's a hundred eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it is, but you know, obviously, he he has no problem with it, especially the, what he's making. Anyways, that's that's pocket change for him at this point. But yeah. at, at the end of the day, I think you know, like respect to the man. He he deserves the money. He deserves to get paid like a superstar. My only beef with Le'Veon Bell is. If you're going to do that, you let your teammates know. Because if I'm an O-lineman on that team, I'm on blast. Because, you know, those guys are with the Steelers and their goal is to win a Super Bowl. And when if, if I'm a center and my running back isn't showing up and hasn't even bothered to tell me that he's not showing up, I just, I'd, be, I'd be saying even worse things about him to the media, in all honesty. I'd, I'd be absolutely livid. Yeah, but I mean, like, what does that go to prove for you? Like, it makes – like, it proves you're clearly not, like, teammates if, like, on either end, I guess, either end, just kind of, like, both at fault, I guess, for that. Like, not being teammates and communicating with each other. But, I mean, if you – I don't know if you guys saw, but, like – Antonio Brown had Le'Veon Bell's back saying he deserves to be paid and he he will come back when he's, like, paid good enough, I guess. And just the fact that, like, I don't know if you guys, like, believe that he'd be traded at all. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think he's going to resign this season or, like, what's going to go on? Uh, uh, I'm, go I ahead, think Abel. he's using it as tr- – sorry. I think he's using it as trade bait. I think the fact that he's like not showing up now that the regular season started, I personally think he's trying to force a trade because I, I honestly don't think he wants to even wear a Steelers jersey this year. I don't think he wants to wait until the off season. It's a t- it's a tough situation. Yeah, but along with our a few more uh, changing of teams, Cleo Mack went to the Bears. Any first initial thoughts on? such a big presence showing up for the Bears now? You know, I think I think the Bears have one of the most underrated defenses in the league right now. With all their DBs and now adding Khalil Mack, they have, they're, they're for sure going to be looking to prove something this year. And, I mean, it's, I, mean I think Khalil Mack could be that, that guy to – does do does Cleo Mack make that big of a difference considering where they were last year? I know I know they made a few more offseason moves, but like does he's a like he, Cleo Mack does make a big difference. He's a big a big player for any team, really. But I mean like they also have like good DBs as well. So whether that could work for them or not, I think is a chance to be a great Defensive team. Does it for them. does it make as much does it make as much of an impact as giving them a shot at making it to the playoffs or? Uh no, I wouldn't go to far as far as to say that. 
but I think their division I mean, for sure their division's too tough to begin with, you know. Yeah, exactly. I think with yeah, they have the Vikings and Packers in their group. I I don't see them making the playoffs at all with or without Mac. But like what are your guys' thoughts on your thoughts on like the whole like trade though with them? Like what are your like do you think it was a fair trade or do you think like what do you think about that? You know, I it's tough. I think Two first round picks, you know, it's tough to it's tough to determine the value of a first round pick compared to a player. Yeah. What I will say though is the Oakland Raiders are a team that like, you know, they argued they had decent expectations. Like people were expecting stuff from them last year and they didn't really show up. And then, you know, by getting rid of a player like Mac, who, you know, player they were they managed to get rid of like 26 million in cap space and personally i think you know you use those two first round picks to grab you know a couple you know fill up some needs on your team and then you know with the 26 well well they are they are like like a year apart first round draft yeah yeah too, exactly hey? yeah but i mean like if if they can you know if they can pick up some you know positional needs with those draft picks and then, you know, you know, maybe be a player, use that money towards being a big-time player in the free agency next year. Personally, I love Mac, but I think, I think I like that trade. I think it worked out good for Oakland. You know, I have to disagree with you there. I think, I think it was a bad trade. Like, like I mean, it, yeah, it's, I guess it would be a good to trade him. But, like, for what they got for him is not – is not enough at all, I think. Like, they for sure could have gotten a lot more for trading him. Like, like really, like, two first-round picks for an all-star or, like, Pro Bowl defender, I guess. And I'm pretty sure he won the 2016 Defensive Player of the Year, too, as well. So, like, to trade a guy like that for just two first-round picks doesn't seem like nearly enough. I think the issue – I think the issue was if – it's something like I'm talking like NFL as a whole. One thing that pisses me off about the league is I find it just frustrating. If you're a front office guy and you're so far apart with a player when it comes to contract terms, I absolutely hate the fact that they don't trade them earlier because of the fact that as soon as other teams find out that, you know, Khalil Mack is holding out and, you know, he's not showing up to camp and stuff like that his trade value goes down so much. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, yeah it, it becomes a situation where the Raiders can tell other teams, you know, oh, well, we want more for him. And these teams will be like, okay, whatever, you know, you can keep him. We'll just try and get him in free agency next year. You know what, you know what I mean? It's like when a player decides that they're going to hold out and the front office, you know, can sort of get a taste for that beforehand – you know, you're you're just really lowering his value when it comes to trading him, and it's either you trade him for what, you know, what other teams will offer you, the first offer, or you, you know, you let him go for free and free agency. I still think it was like very undervalued trade, or like un, like but yeah, without not, yeah, without a not doubt. the best trade. I think Khalil Mack as a player is valued way higher than what that trade got Oakland. 
And I think the yeah. fact that, yeah, the fact that he held out for so long, I think it really, that played a huge role in what they got. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Regardless, well, I think we'll find out within the first few weeks how that trade turned out. But we're right into week one. We've got a big schedule ahead of us. Atlanta already played the former Super Bowl champs, Philly, and Philly won. And now we're going to jump into maybe what we might see this first week. We've got a few key matchups. The first one I'm looking at is Buffalo and Baltimore. I thought I thought there was going to be a little controversy at quarterback with Flacco and RG3 and Jackson, but, but no, now not a chance. Flacco is just – it's him. It's No, yeah. I mean, like he's been a starter for like – how long already? Why would they switch it up? I mean, they got like, one year. He's got what? One year on his contract left? Flacco. So. Well, yeah, I guess it's basically like that's pretty, that's probably like perfect for them because I mean, they have, they have three QBs that could potentially like start. Maybe not Lamar, Lamar Jackson, but like in the future, he, he'll, I think he can easily be their starter. But, I mean, like, for, yeah, for, like, the first year, like, they can pretty much just, like, get a tell whether Flacco's going to do good or not. And then, like, if he's still, like, putting up good numbers, then they'll sign him again, again I'm sure. If not, then, like, just release him or, like, let him go. They don't really need him, I guess. Yeah, I think it, it was pretty obvious Flacco was going to start. I, I didn't even – to be honest, people who were talking about, you know, Lamar Jackson, like – not even in the starter conversation, being the number two quarterback, I thought that was ridiculous as well. I think really, yeah. you think you yeah, think no. RG three is over Lamar Jackson? One hundred percent. Yeah, I think so too. One hundred and ten percent. He's got way more experience, way more injuries, like complete completion <laughs> percentage. Rooms, cases. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. yeah, it's Lamar Jackson. He his preseason numbers, you know, it's like you go you go through the social media and you see, of course, it's like highlight after highlight of you know him running around and you know making things happen with his legs. But just watching some of his like his game film, the guy, the guy's not ready to play in the NFL. You know, playing from inside the pocket, he's inaccurate. I think by sitting behind RG three. RG3 is a quarterback who was able to have success as a mobile quarterback in the NFL momentarily, you know, like first year or two with Washington. So I think by sitting behind him, he'll be able to learn, you know, what, what he needs to do to be successful as a mobile quarterback, because, you know, there aren't, there aren't many who are successful while doing it. You know, it's, and he, he, I think sitting behind RG3 gives him a good opportunity to learn and figure out what it takes to become a starting quarterback in the NFL. I guess, yeah. And, I mean, like, he did have a – I think he had pretty great last two last two weeks of uh, preseason football. But, I mean, yeah, he didn't start out too great. But, I mean, he finished well, and that's all that really matters, I guess. But Oh, yeah. But then you got to put into – then you got to put into – perspective as well that like preseason football and regular season football are two complete different things so exactly yeah he might have success he might have success playing week three and week four of preseason football but like 
regular season, he's not going to be putting up. Yeah, those you, you at hit all. it perfectly there. It's it, for me, it was it's just the little things. You know, he did put up decent numbers in the those last two games. It was just watching little things like you know the passes he was completing. It it was him. You know, it was short, quick passes trying to like help him succeed. It was I noticed as soon as he had to drop back and try and make plays from inside the pocket, he was struggling. And I think it's just – I think teams would key in on him and really figure him out within a fir- the first couple of weeks if he was a starter. Because if you contain him and yeah. force him to throw from inside the pocket, he's going to struggle. Oh, yeah. Okay, now – Get some pressure on him. Now, now, Carter, is there any chance you have, you know, you have the schedule of the NFL up by chance? I don't. I can bring it up, though. Okay, bring it up really quick. Yeah. And then I'll go to Abel. Abel, is there any other matchups that interest you? Well, you know, obviously by now, you know that I'm a, uh, I'm a big Vikings fan. But I'm looking at the uh, Vikings and 49s matchup as an interesting one. But I'm not looking at it from a Minnesota standpoint. I'm excited to see what Jimmy G can do with a full season as a starter. You know, I think the 49ers picked up some good pieces this off season. And I think, you know, they, they believe in the system that they have in place for uh, Garoppolo. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to this game because I think it's going to, it's going to be cool to see, especially with the Vikings defense. They've got arguably one of the best defenses in the league. I think it's going to be a really good test for Garoppolo, and I think I think we could have ourselves a good game for sure. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Now, Carter, is there is there, do you see any games that you like, maybe an upset or two that I can maybe bet on this week? An upset? Or oh, that any, any, any I need a, maybe a Carter's pick here. Okay, well, my pick guaranteed. If you want a guaranteed win, I highly recommend picking New England over Houston. Wow, New England will, will destroy him. Tom that, Brady, I don't, Tom Brady, I don't know about that. the best QB in the that. NFL. He will pull through. I don't know about that. Definitely will. I, I, I wait, wait. I, I want I, you guys just remember that because there's something I want to ask you guys a bit later on. But keep going, Zach. I was just gonna say, like, I mean, I don't know if I'm too confident about New England's, like, New England's week one. I mean. I think Houston is a serious like contender this year and they could they have something to prove with Deshaun Watson coming back and I mean after his number like before injury last year his numbers were like crazy like he was breaking records and I'm sure he would have broke more records if he would have uh, stayed healthy for that and could have seriously gotten Houston in contention to like make a deep playoff run but this year coming up I think Houston is going to Houston's gonna shine, and Houston's gonna like. I mean, they're they're kind of like all rounded foot. Like they have a good defense, they have good offense, they have every position pretty much filled. I'd say, and I think it's gonna be a close matchup. Actually, I think it could even get into that three point range. Well, what, for all those pro line fans, well, okay. I think I'm gonna have to be like the Pittsburgh Steelers old line. I'm gonna have to hold you accountable as our best sports expert. So come our next hey. podcast, you're gonna you're gonna be hearing it from us if these New England Patriots hey. take a loss this, this week. Yeah, one hundred percent. Zach, what about you? What's your uh, what's your pick for this week? I've heard everyone else's so far. My pick, well, like, what are you? Like, what, what's a good game you're like, you're gonna be paying attention? It's a bold, to? 
It's a bold pick. Uh, you know, I I kind of have two games. I think are kind of like a toss up. That'll be close. And the first one, I got to go with my my Cardinals there. I I think that's going to be a great game to see AP back playing against his former team, and I think it could be a close matchup and a good one at that. And that could be like a final seconds kind of game. And I think the other one I was looking at here is is uh, Seattle versus Denver. I think that'll be a great matchup to see how Case Keenum Case Keenum is in his first first game in Denver, I guess, and against that Seattle defense and and to see uh uh, Shaquem Griffin, I guess, get the start at linebacker for his first rookie start, I guess. That'll be very interesting to see and to see how he does with that as well. Could be a close matchup within that, too. Now, there, now there's one last game I want to touch upon, and it's it's not my pick. Well, I don't know. It might be. We still haven't decided. We still have a little bit of time till you know, games start tomorrow. But it's the New York Jets and Detroit Lions – where the new where Sam Darnold will be dressing as the youngest starting opening opening day quarterback. I can't help but see, I, I like that one actually. Uh, yeah, I can't I can't wait to see just how well he performs under whatever pressure there is from the past New York Giants starting quarterbacks. Oh yeah, I mean, I I. Don't want to jinx him or anything, but I don't think he could do any worse than the past <laughs> there with the Jets and all their QB troubles over the years. Knock on wood there. Yeah. But, no, that could be a great game as well, and I think it'll be a somewhat close enough that. I mean, I don't really see – like, I hate to say it, but I don't really see the Jets doing too well with it. I don't see Sam Darnold – doing amazing in his debut, but, I mean, who knows? We could be in there for a surprise there as well. Excellent um, points. Yeah, that would be – that would call a wrap on the NFL, all those games we talked about. But there's one more thing I wanted to say. Yeah, just go to, for Just it. to go back to Carter's prediction about uh, New England beating Houston. The reason I bring that up is because I wanted to ask you guys, you know, I don't think it'd be a podcast without asking you guys for your week one Super Bowl predictions. And the reason I wanted you guys to remember that is because I have Houston in my Super Bowl. I think I, so far, you can mark me down for it. My prediction, you'll see Houston against the Vikings. Oh, I don't know about that. I think 100% the Vikings were, you know, one game away last year. And I think a legitimate starting quarterback like Kirk Cousins can you know take them take them I to the mean, top? And I like Deshaun Watson. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go as far to say they well, one game away from a game that truly shouldn't have been theirs to win in that Minnesota miracle there. Uh, hey, fair, fair but enough. I'll get. But yeah, for I'll sure, I I have Minnesota versus Houston marked down, and I wanted to know what are your guys' Super Bowl picks, early Super Bowl. Who who do you have winning that? Who do I, mean, I have winning it? I, I, I personally have I, – I, as much as I am a Vikings fan, I see Houston winning yeah. the Super Bowl this year. Okay, Zach, do you want to give you a bit of time? Because right. I got my pick. It's, I've had a pick yeah, go ahead, since go ahead. At forever. I've had a pick forever. It's a no-brainer. It's the Rams. 
Okay. You can oh, go yeah. ahead and yeah, pick I was, the Rams I was for every Super Rams. Bowl bet because defense wins championships, and they have the best defense in the league. You've got so you've so got you the Rams. Who, who do you have them up against? Who, who do you have in the AFC? Who do you have on the AFC? Yeah. Uh, you're gonna have to give me Houston and the Rams. That's a that's a good. I, I like the. That'd be a cool game, matchup. you know, two young quarterbacks and Goff and Watson. Yeah, that'd be a good game. Um, you know, I might have to go for my prediction. I, I like the Rams as well. I like their chances to make it out of that and make it to the to the final there. But I'm a little I'm a little confused on the AFC side so much as to who I would. I mean, I think a like a safe bet is always taking New England, but I mean, as much as I don't like New England, uh, I, I'm like tossed up between. I think, you know, I think Jacksonville is going to make it. I think Jacksonville is wow. going to ball. They're going to ball out this year. It's a so I can prediction. mark you down but, for St. Louis and Jacksonville. Ah, uh, are you locking that pick do in? Do you want me, We can give you more time. I'm not locking it. Go in right yet. to Cardinals. I'm now. not locking it in yet. Yeah, go to Cardi. I need to think this ASC one through. Okay, so my my pick. Um, hey, Carter, Carter, to... let me just remind yeah. you. The yeah. Saskatchewan Rough Riders are in the CFL and not the NFL. Right. Before you yeah, yeah I, I know that. I know that. And, you know, actually, I'll, I'll go back to the Riders later. But oh, wait, can, I, can I jump in here real quick? I, yeah, sure, I go I just ahead. wanted to remind everyone, Carter is defending champion at predicting the sporting events. That is true. Oh yeah. You know, I should put I should put bets down right now and <laughs> I could be making so much money and by the time it comes around spring. Okay, give give us your picks. Okay. I'm gonna have to people might like yell at me for saying this because anyway, I'm just gonna say anyway. For the AFC, I'm gonna say New England Patriots. The Pats against this might be a tough one. Might be a tough one, uh, but I'm gonna say the Falcons. The Falcons. Mm. That's that's an interesting one. You know, I think the Falcons had a tough week last week, but or I guess this couple days ago. But you know, it is week one. Yeah. So we're locking you in um, Atlanta versus uh, New England. Yeah. Perfect. All right, so. I've had, I've had some time to think about it, and I don't want to go with everyone else and say Houston. Well, I guess you two, but you know, it's it's. I think it's the AFC is going to be a lot closer than the NFC, in my opinion. But I think you know, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. Oh. Pittsburgh to make it to the final. I think if they can straighten everything out with Le'Veon Bell, I think they can. They can really go I, long I like ways. it because we, we all have different teams now. Everyone's got a different team, and it'll be a little interesting. Yeah. But if, who, did you guys, who did you guys have winning it? Just I, I, I didn't catch that. Oh, I have L.A. winning oh, it. Oh, okay. Never mind. The Rams. Me and Zach both have the Rams. Both have the Rams. Carter, who would you have Pat. winning it, Atlanta or? Uh... Pats all the way. Pats all the oh, way. Okay. Bandwagon. What do you mean bandwagon? I've been cheering them since grade three. And then, oh, yeah. oh, since they won the and cup. Then, 
yeah, since they won the Able cup. Or no, they actually lost that year. Uh, I, they actually lost that year against uh, the New York Giants. That oh, was, so that was the catch where. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, he, that, that's, yo, is it surprising? Is it surprising that he liked them the year they went sixteen and zero? No. Not at all. <laughs> Talk about that anyway. Doesn't matter. Sixteen and zero. That's when you start cheering for them. I wasn't great. Okay, okay. Well, hey, I'll, I'll tell that. you what. I'll tell you what. I I cheer for any team. The greatest receiver of all times on in Randy Moss. Hey, Randy Moss. He was my favorite Randy receiver Moss. back then. You know what? Every time I played and at Madden NFL, always picked the pass because of Randy Moss. Because he'd catch everything. He's that he'd guy. Catch everything. He's that guy that picks the. 93 overall New England Patriots. Okay, who hasn't? In a game Kelly of... K. Have you guys That's like picking That's like playing That's like playing 2K and picking Golden State. It's a, it's a no-no. You guys have never done that? No. I'm pretty sure everyone has no, I, I can't say has it, has picked at least once. Played at least once the top team. No, you know. Any... What do you mean oh, you're not? Well, you know what? You know what? I'll it's a I'll no no. I did that. Back when I used to play Madden, like, 2003 with my dad, I used to pick the best team all the time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, I also, you know, I barely could think for myself at that point in time. That is true. <laughs> well, regardless, we'll know how the week one goes after a few days. But if no one has anything else to jump in on, I want to pass this off to Abel to introduce our favorite segment. Oh man, do I ever love this segment? You know, I think <laughs> I know we haven't we haven't done a episode of the podcast in a while, and I know for those who do listen, I bet this is your favorite uh, time of the podcast too. It's time for Carter's weekly advice. You know, it's the segment where Carter gives you know you dedicated listeners some. You know, the way of life, what you guys need to try and do this week. And, you know, without further ado, Carter, what piece of advice do you want to give to the listeners this week? Well, we might want to give Carter some advice on how to stay in a phone call. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, well, he's gone. (laughs) I don't know what, I don't know. Oh, is he back? He is back. Go back to the table. You know what, Carter? I just gave you the greatest intro of all time just to find out you're gone. That was uh, that was very disappointing. But, now, you know, nevertheless, I think, you know, I want to know, Sean and Zach want to know, and, of course, the listeners want to know, what's your piece of advice for this week? What's Carter's advice? Okay, well, of course, school has started for me. What the heck? School has started for probably most people, if not everyone. Um, and I'd like to say this to the university students, uh, or, you know, the future university students, um, you know, you get a book list from the profs or what have you. And my advice, don't buy the books. Yeah, they recommend them, but don't buy them. You'll save money in the long run. Half the books you don't even use, you know, they'll save up space in your, your backpack. You can, you can fit more food in there. Because I know everyone gets hungry, so you know you can fit more food in your back. They'll save your back because you know you, you, won't, you won't carry three hundred pounds of books every day. So you'll save your back. You won't have to take massage or go to a chiropractor as 
as often or not at all, you know, your future self will thank you because you won't have to take any surgery for that. So really you're doing yourself in the long run a favor. Um, and I mean, if you, in all seriousness, if you really do want to buy a book, uh, you could probably sell it anyway. So you could, can get money back. But, <laughs> so you're, uh, wow. This yeah, advice not, always not, go from one point to the other. Some, some like, no, the, probably not. Exactly. Anyway, so you're probably wasting it. Not wasting, but you know, you, you're using up a lot of money. And as well to add on to that, you know, with the first week coming to a close, welcome week, um, I highly recommend everyone to take advantage as the free stuff as possible you go into a class you know there's plates of cookies or or apples fruit you know just grab a plate and fill it up because you know it's it might be a rough year but you know that free stuff hey that gets you by you know last last year i i i made i wouldn't say a promise but i uh I was going to see how much free stuff I could grab from all these tables that were offering them. Because, you know, you walk down the hallway and they'd, Typical you know, Typical I, I started counting. And then at a certain point, I just, I forgot to count or I just, like, I couldn't go to some, some booth and, and talk to them uh, because of like, my class or what have you. But take advantage of the free stuff. You'll thank your pocket later. Okay, so you went. I I don't even that know. What, some advice. I don't know right what there. the advice was. There's about eight different. That is some great advice. Pieces right of there. advice there. So basically, buy books or don't buy them. Whatever you want, and take advantage of all the free stuff that they're offering. Yes, that is a great exactly. advice right there. The Sounds like stuff. buddy's I, got a. Can't 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 disagree with that. Sounds like you know some books are giving you PTSD or something. You've got a personal <laughs> vendetta against the bookstore. <laughs> Ah, uh, they're just so expensive, man. It's ridiculous. You buy like a one hundred dollar or not one hundred dollar, one hundred page textbook at a loose leaf, and it's like three hundred dollars. It's like, are you kidding me? I'm already paying how much as it is for the class. Now yet I gotta pay another X amount of dollars just for books. I don't know. I think that's yeah, kind of it's, it's pretty crazy. You know what? I while while we're on this topic. I just want to bring up one thing and one thing that really pissed me off. I was paying my tuition this week and I noticed that there is a mandatory fee for the university bus pass on our tuition. $90. I gave the school, yeah, I gave the school $400 so that I could have a parking spot and they're now taking $90 from me so that, uh, for a bus pass, I'm not even going to use. I, I just need to put that out there. Bullshit. That's it. Fuck well, universities. If any, eat if up if all anyone your else money. has anything else to jump in on, we can maybe call it a wrap. No? I think we're yeah, good. Yeah, I think we're done. Well, yeah. So. I want to thank everyone for coming on and everyone for listening. Go ahead, Abel. Start the sign-outs. Hopefully all those, hopefully all those four listeners out there yeah. are tell, telling your friends about us and telling everyone else to come listen to our podcast, bring some viewers our way so we can, you know, continue up with this and continue making podcasts for you guys. So go ahead, Abel. You know, Zach hit it on the nail there. You know, we, we don't even have, you know, a handful of listeners yet. But, you know, keep in mind, we haven't even gone public with this yet. We haven't told anyone about this. We're about to make this public. We're about to, you know, show the world 
that we're serious about this, you know, step by step. And, you know, we just want you to be with us along the way. Because, you know, especially with football season starting up here, hockey's coming, basketball's on its way too. We'll have plenty of content to give you guys. And believe me when I say we'll be here week to week to give it to you. So just stick with us. We also have big plays coming in the future. Big plays. Big plays. Big moves. Big moves coming up. You'll want to stay yeah. here. Well, thanks, Carter, for joining. Zach, thanks for joining. Abel, thanks for joining. Yeah. That's, that's been episode five of the Basement Project. Thank you, everyone. Have a good night. Pimps gon' talk. Oh, heck, you know, that boy is raw. AKA Step, Delta Step, SG Roll Step, Zeta Step, Gangsters Rock. Pimps gon' talk. Oh, heck, you know, that boy is raw. I'ma get on this TV, mama. I'ma, I'ma put this down. I'ma make sure these light-skinned niggas never, ever, never come back in style. Told them I finished school and I started my own business. They say, oh, you graduated. You know how to